Welcome to the e-commerce coffee break. My name is Klaus Lauter and I'm an e-commerce growth advisor and business coach for businesses and brands that are using Shopify's e-commerce platform. And yes, I also like coffee. Each week you're going to get actionable advice, strategies and tips to optimize your online store and e-commerce business. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to another e-commerce coffee break. Today I have a very special guest on the show. It's Kosambi Manjita. Hope I pronounced that right. She's an award-winning entrepreneur, serial product builder, a content nerd, and experienced shopaholic. And she won the Shopify 2020 Commerce Awards. So that's absolutely amazing. Hi, Kos, how are you doing? I'm good, Klaus. How are you? <laughs> Very, very well. Thank you. Give me a bit of a background, where you're coming from, a bit of your history, where you started, so that the viewers get a bit of an idea. Absolutely. Uh, I think the serial entrepreneur and shopaholic does a little bit of justice to that. Uh, but I started out around 14 odd years back, you know, was in IBM Labs, actually my first job out of college and uh, did a bunch of working on the whole infrastructure side of e-commerce. This was like, you know, 2007, 8, 9 and uh, building out uh, um, order management systems, and, you know, transport management, inventory management, all of that stuff. And at one point, I think it hit me that I enjoy the buying side and the experience side of e-commerce way more. There was this uh, time when I suddenly realized that I have like so many, you know, windows of different apps and uh, websites and stores open on my, on my, you know, laptop or desktop all the time. And uh, I, it's a running joke with my friends that I, at one point I said, let me at least make a living out of it, right? Why am I building the infrastructure? <laughs> I should be on, on the experience yeah, yeah, yeah. side. <laughs> and and so kind of like you know moved back to India and started you know working actually in e-commerce in India uh, in in Asia things were picking up really big back in 2013 14 uh, a lot of people coming online for the first time from their you know through their phones and their smartphones right and and e-commerce is so convenient for these countries because it gives one it gives you you know products and brands that you can't possibly get in your own location that's a, a lot of times and uh, second uh, you know it's uh, it's convenient uh, there's a lot of traffic <laughs> infrastructure is a little broken and surprisingly e-commerce really did uh, this whole covered this whole convenience part and I, I ended up working in Walmart subsidiary built out a lot of their experience side of you know of their products and their web stores and their app store actually and and that's where I kind of you know moved into all of everything experience in e-commerce. Okay so obviously everyone who's longer than five years in, in e-commerce um, has a title of dinosaur so it's like obviously yes. doing that, that game for a very very long time. So obviously it's a huge step to, to work for a corporate and then starting your own company. What brought you to that idea? Yeah, I think in some way I was always toying with like, do I get started on my own or not? I remember having like a food blog and, you know, doing food photography and then seeing whether uh, should I do affiliate marketing through that and sell the products. This was like 2010. And then at one point uh, with my sister, I actually tried like a jewelry subscription, like actually trying out a brand and uh, Shopify was not really that big at that point. So we tried like, you know, social selling, Facebook actually, not even Instagram. And uh, again, uh, then really do really well at it so in, in some way I think I was always dabbling uh, some way or the other commerce but a lot of experience too and I think when I was working in Walmart labs actually is when I kind of realized that I'm building 
a lot of great systems, a lot of great, uh, you know, experiences to actually bring more loyalty and more higher order value <laughs> for uh, for the customers at a big corporation, and uh, <clears throat> a lot of learnings over there. How you know marketplace brands. It really impacts them so so much when they do great content, when they merchandise their store well. How just a little bit of uplifting experience can make such a larger impact for them. Uh, at some point, I think it was it's sort of the whole entrepreneurial bug that was always there somewhere, and and then the realization I think at some point that hey, I could probably I would probably enjoy it way more if I was bringing building infrastructure for everybody rather than just for one organization. No, absolutely. I mean, Shopify is growing massively and obviously I see a lot of Shopify stores every day. And one thing that you just mentioned is, is trust. I think a lot of new entrepreneurs or people who are side hustling and I store as a side hustle or want to move, make that their main business, they struggle with the basics most of the time. Okay. That's what I see every day. So one thing is obviously they don't get their unique selling proposition, their value proposition right. And the next thing is they just throw in their products and they don't really think about what you just said, building trust. I think building trust in e-commerce is the most important thing and it's much more difficult than in a real world. What, what's your experience on that? I, I definitely agree. And, and specifically because e-commerce is 24-7 on, right? And which is not there in the real world. You can actually curate your experience uh, at a limited amount of time in the day and of the week and you have way more control because you're right there uh, and you have you can see your customers walking in at all the time you can you can actually curate a, a very strong experience around how someone is shopping or interacting with your store right in in the offline world but you don't have that luxury online you can't be like stalking every uh, you know footfall into your store 24 7 and you never know where they're coming from it could be some content that you co-marketing that you did with someone on youtube and on the other hand it could just be an ad that you're running on instagram so the context of where someone is coming from is largely missing you cannot be stalking all your folks everybody who's uh, stepping into your store 24 7 and so the curation of that experience is way harder which makes the storytelling harder which makes trust harder right and on the other hand you have like you know an amazon where you are nobody but just another product on their list pages so oh, even over there if you don't have a strong brand if you don't have a strong presence in some way right and usually that is through your product details page <laughs> i mean that's about it but if you don't build that experience you don't build that uh, trust uh, through not just through reviews but also through yourself like who are you what's your product what are you trying to do how unique you are you're just you know playing on price and it's it's so easy to get lost and you know just just get over it and over there no, 100% right. And just mentioning Amazon, I mean, obviously, Amazon, people already already come with a bias intention to Amazon. They're already in a mindset they want to buy something. And as you said, Amazon sort of gives you very narrow boundaries on how you can tell a story and what you can do on the product page. But I think you just get a buyer through the door who's willing to spend money. A Shopify store, different story. I just read the other day that in the past, there's this old marketing rule that you need seven touch points before somebody builds up trust. Now, that has changed, and the latest stats um, are more suggesting like 30, 32 touch points. 
So yeah. obviously you need to create a lot of content on different channels to to build your story, to build sure. up the trust. What, what's your take on that one? Is that something that you see as well? Yeah, definitely. And if you notice that the rise of D2C brands is one reason for it, it's just, a, I think, exemplifying exactly the statistics that you just mentioned, right? Because the reason you are a direct-to-consumer is because you want your story to be retained. You want your story to be told. You want one place where that story isn't dying, right? And on the other hand, the way we are buying is another reason. I think it's another anecdotal evidence and statistical evidence of that too. We are interacting a lot more with content and we are finding and you know things that we engage with and that we that calls out to us through content, right? In fact, Netflix going shopping, you know, setting up their Shopify store is a great example of that. I mean, we all trust Netflix and them selling swags or merch is like yeah it's you know we love that brand already we have already we align with their storytelling we align with who they are so i think in in a uh, trend if you just step back and look at you know the way the industry is shaping out in terms of trend you already see that right d2c is exploding people are buying a lot more through soft selling content and not hard selling content not like an offer uh, but just a store instagram story or a youtube uh, you know tutorial that you're watching or recipes, you're watching recipes and you're finding, you know, stuff over there and you're buying, right? And and then uh, even uh, strong content teams, BuzzFeed, Netflix, they're all selling now, right? So that's another, I think, trend. And even in statistics, you see that uh, when you're looking, like zooming in into just analyzing a lot of stores and we, a bunch of stores use my, uh, use our product. I shouldn't say my, my team will like, you know, kid, cut me. It's our product. So it's use our product. And, <laughs> and one of the things that we're seeing over there is that just this little uh, touch point of giving a better nudge on one page uh, in your store funnel, you know, highlighting your products a, a little better in the images and not having to scroll and read, uh, you know, that entire product features and product specifications. Little touch point changes in the way you show it and showcasing your products in your store we see you know metrics that show that uplift so there's definitely this you know trend overall in the industry but there's also metrics absolutely yeah sure obviously you won the shopify 2020 commerce awards so that's that's a big thing what exactly did you develop to to get there yeah, so what we have on Shopify is a is a is an app that enables uh, visual merchandising for stores, so store merchandising, but a little bit on autopilot. I think that's the USP. So as I said, it goes back to the twenty four seven store thing, and it it really I see it myself, right? Every time I'm you know binge watching something <laughs> in the middle of the night, or I'm just scrolling on Instagram and I find some product that I really love, and when I tap on it, it so happens all the time that. I you know, either the color is missing or the product's out of stock because your store is not really in sync with all the different storefronts that you have, right? And, and uh, so, you know, in that sort of a scenario, having watchdogs that actually keep a watch in, in lieu of you having to stock everybody, who, you know, autopilots that you can set up that actually keep a watch of what your store backend is and sort of showing it up in all your distributed storefronts really helps, right? 
and that's why store merchandising and distributed like a headless store merchandising is really important now and so our app on shopify helps at shopify stores do that and we are also extending that app into into a wider product that can actually help even non shopify stores eventually to kind of like merchandise their all their different distributed storefronts in a headless way Okay, okay. Now with Shopify Unite, two weeks ago or 10 days ago, they announced the store 2.0. And obviously with that, there's a lot of changes. And I think they're doing a good thing. They're moving in the right direction. What's, what's your take on what's coming up in Shopify? We were very excited because it totally kind of like, you know, was a stamp of approval on how we were thinking about the whole space. I mean, when we started working on a kind of like a headless way to merchandise your you know, distributed storefront, right? Like it felt like a very complicated thing. And if we are telling just a person who's, you know, setting up a ice cream store and, you know, put it up on Shopify, if you give this really complicated construct, you know, it's like, I, I don't, don't really know what you're talking about. So, so for us, you know, it, it was very important, hence, to start very simple and easy and, you know, make it a product and an app. You know, they can just install on this store. They don't have to think too much about it. They can, they understand autopilot, watchdog, good, right? But eventually that the goal was that, hey, like you are not, your store is not just on Shopify. It's actually everywhere. So it's not just your web store. Your backend is on Shopify, but it's not just your web store. It's the same content you're pushing on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Amazon, right? So how do you kind of you know enable uh, how do we help you manage all of that information in real time without having to worry about uh, you know managing your store all the time so so that's the construct that we started with and so an important part of it was is the storefront your store design right the storefront 2.0 that's that's actually that's what it's called now but is that or does that also enable you know all these uh, nuggets of information to be, uh, you know, distributed to it in real time, right? And the store, storefront 2.0 actually enables that because there's just sections that can, that is very headless in nature. It, it, it enables personalization very easily. Uh, so you can actually not just, you know, in real time, create information and push it out to your users. For example, if 50 products are trending, can I show the right trending product to Klaus versus Klaus, right? Uh, so that, that was really hard, uh, but with storefront 2.0, that's really that becomes easy so it sort of shows that even you know someone like a shopify who's seen now millions of stores and they are seeing that it is important to have your storefront you know in a way that's more real time that can be personalized and customized in real time and that makes the same information very easy to port it to another channel so right. yeah so we are all like completely thumbs up on that yeah, I think from from a developer side and from somebody working from the back end, it's it's an amazing way they are moving towards. So obviously, for a um, small business running a Shopify store, they might be sort of overwhelmed with the feature and they might get lost in the specifications and terms and whatever. So now, yes. for 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 your app or for your solution, who would be your perfect customer? Who's who's the person who would use your your solution in their store? Yeah, so it's usually, I mean, if I look at the profile or designation of the person, it's usually the e-commerce manager. So for a very small store, it might actually be the founder himself or herself, of course, because you are doing everything. So you are the e-commerce manager. But as we see stores sort of start becoming like the bigger stores, the plus and the advanced stores, we're seeing this e-commerce manager who's actually, who's, I would say, OKR is just that how do I make 
the perf my funnel within the store convert really well. And a large part of that conversion is really dependent on how you're showcasing, how you're merchandising, right? And it, of course, your store layout is important, but on your day-to-day, -day, it's whether all my right information is showing at each touch point of the user and whether it's personalized, customized, and, and whether it's real-time, right? Whether it's show, uh, showing the uh, right updates or we're back into to your store. So that's usually the e-commerce manager and that's the designation. And in terms of like what size of the store, what we're seeing is that, you know, even larger stores, small to large, it's very easily expandable because smaller stores usually set up like very simple rules or they do it manually and they're good with it stores want to like create their own automation rules etc mm -hmm. and so we are actually even going you know live with custom playbooks that you can create automation playbooks that you can create for yourself so we are seeing a very easy extension from small to large because everybody wants to run a 24 7 online store <laughs> but but in terms of designation it's it's like it had a founder, of course, uh, but but actually the role that the founder is playing is the e-commerce manager's role. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with the small stores, they obviously often a, a solopreneur, a, a one-person show. But I always tell them you need to understand the process and then source it out and find somebody who's better than you. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's my opinion now that as Shopify is, is growing as as a platform, there might be just completely new job roles or job titles coming up over that we don't know about. So there might be a Shopify <laughs> content manager and a Shopify fulfillment manager and whatsoever. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. they create a complete new universe of um, potential job opportunities in, in, in Shopify, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. I see. I agreed with that because content was not really as such a role before, but you do see that in B2C brands now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I think that was a very, very good overview. Where can people find you on the interwebs? <laughs> I'm on LinkedIn all the time. Okay. Kaus Manjita on LinkedIn, K-A-U-S-M-A-N. G-I-T-A. And I'm also on Twitter. That's like my first name, initial K and then Manjita. So, but I'm, I'm, you know, available all the time to help people talk to people. I love doing that, as you can clearly see. Uh, so hit me up, anybody uh, that would love to. Uh, if nothing, then we would, we can definitely have an uh, interesting chat. Okay. Where can people try out your app or find more out about your yes. app? Yes. Yes, so we are on the Shopify app store. We are actually in the collection growing your store. So if you look at, you know, Shopify collections and there is launch your store and grow your business. So in grow your business, we are pretty much on the first page. So you can find Mode Magic by Mason and that's that's who we are. Otherwise, you can find us in the merchandising, uh, you know, category within Shopify app store. And we should be on the first page. This is again Mode Magic, M-O-D-E-M-A-G-I-C by Mason. Okay, I will put a link in the show notes so that it will be easier for everyone to find that and to check it out. Cool. Yeah. Thanks so much, Carlos, for your time. It was, was a pleasure to talk to you. I wish you all the best for, for growing your business. I know as an entrepreneur, it's always an exciting time. And I, I think right now, with, with unfortunately the pandemic, e-commerce is becoming more and more important. And I think um, there's a good chance that your business is growing massively. <laughs> Thank you so much for hosting me and look forward to meeting you again. And here's to coffee. Okay, cool. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
Hey Klaus here. If you're a Shopify store owner and you're feeling stuck, overwhelmed and not sure what to do next to grow your business, you struggle to convert traffic into sales or turn website visitors into buyers and you want to like have direct access to a mentor who can assist you with your store, strategy, offer, marketing, sales and anything else you need, then I would like to invite you to apply for my Get Conversions program where I show you how to remove the guesswork out of growing your Shopify business and create clarity to optimize your business for maximal growth and profit. It's a Application-only program to apply. Go to my website klauslauter.com to learn more. And finally, please do not forget to subscribe, like, and comment. And I would be grateful if you would leave a quick, honest rating and review over at Apple iTunes. It's a huge help and allows me to reach more people with the podcast. Thanks in advance, and until next time at the e-commerce coffee break.